Welcome to HQAF Radio. I'm Francis. And I'm Alana. And this is a show about two best friends. Do we want to have some banter? Because, like, I don't, you know, like, I just love the banter that we we have in our episodes. We just gotta... I know, gotta have I have been kind of <laughs> digging the, the back and forth. Um, I mean, it could just be that I'm a huge fan of the gulping intro. I'm not sure we could top... <laughs> that anything could top that should that no. be our new shtick where i'm always gulping and then like whoa francis i didn't realize we were recording today we didn't spend a half hour doing tech like tech testing oh my god i'm so surprised you're here i do love our banter it's so funny are you are you oh, gonna man. drink like right now <laughs> you're just gonna drink all the episodes should that be our shtick? 2021, Alana drinks water. She's healthy. <laughs> like, super weird. Oh, my God. We're in the parts of the episode. I'm just going to, like, edit in you drinking. All the gulping. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, can we talk about how dreams are... I, I've heard from numerous people that dreams don't make great content for podcast episodes, but I love that oh my you God. and I both don't give a shit, and we're just here doing this radio show for ourselves, and we just want to hear each other's dreams. Like, that is purely the basis of why we want to do this episode. I, I'm shook right now. Who's telling you this? Is it is it Catherine? Oh my I God, heard it girl. on a podcast. No, it's not Catherine. <laughs> is it your mom? Is it your mom? <laughs> it's probably, I mean, if my mom knew I had a podcast, it's 100% what she would say. My mom has never been interested in my dreams. Although we had a really funny conversation the other day because I was telling her that you and I were having a, a phone call where we were going to talk about our dreams. I didn't mention the podcast because she doesn't know. Um, so I just said, oh, we scheduled a call to just talk about our dreams. And she said, oh, really? And I said, yeah. And it's great because great timing because I had this really weird dream, which I'm going to tell you about later. And But I started telling her about it. It's one of my longer dreams that I've had. And halfway through, my mom goes... Oh, um, is this over at some point? Like, wow, this is <laughs> really long. You're going to subject Francis to this? She's a fucking savage. Oh, my God. <laughs> like... I know. I said, Mom, did you want to hear the dream or not? And she's like, I love your dreams. But also, can you stop talking? <laughs> do, do you often talk to your mom about her like the dreams? Like, is she interested in the dreams that you have? I used to tell her about my dreams all the time. To be honest, it used to be a meme about me that my mom's like, oh, there's Alana talking about her dreams again, because I've always been a very active dreamer. And so I would always want to wake up and tell the first person I see about my dreams. And that was usually my mom. And so it got to the point where my mom be like, there's Alana telling me her fucking dreams again. <laughs> I'm like, wow, mom, way to show you're clearly not interested. <laughs> Apparently, I don't take hints very well. <laughs> well, you know... I, I think I know why people are disinterested in dreams generally, like to include your mom. It's because they don't really have a point. Like there's no point, <laughs> right? <laughs> you have a dream and something happens in the dream. And most of the times it's like not even a story. It's just a freaking dream that you had that probably doesn't even make any sense, has no meaning, has no significance. You just had it and it's not going to like impact your life later on, right? Like it's just... Not really a great conversation starter or conversation sort of fodder. Uh, it's just it's just there. 
Right. Well, but what I would say to that, though, it could just be that I'm someone who's very interested in dreams. So, uh, for example, one of my friends uh, way back in college, we talked about dreams all the time. And so she got me a dream interpretation book because dreams can be insight into not necessarily the future or what's going to happen, but it's like a good looking glass into yourself or what you're dealing with. Usually for me, it's just stress and it's very clearly related to stress, but I just love like, oh, teeth represent this. Or if you dream about this, granted, every dream interpretation book or website has various definitions as to what things mean, which means, you know, who really knows what is what. But I love digging into that stuff. It's just something that I'm into. I, I think you and I share that same one. And I like, you know, my experience with dreams, I... I suffer from sleep paralysis. So like sometimes when I go through those, my dreams are super vivid and, uh, um, well, dreams slash hallucinations are super vivid and, and it's just very interesting to, to find out, well, why did I dream about Satan? Is it because I'm going to hell? Like what's, what's going on there? Uh, <laughs> um, I think you and I like really bond over that so that's like for you and me like that that makes perfect sense to have a podcast episode about this and like why we haven't dedicated a a, a dream podcast episode is like mind-boggling to me i don't i don't even know why i know the world clearly is is asking for it begging <laughs> for it even so we have to give the people what they want so about a month ago, Francis and I talked about doing a dreams episode because in pandemic especially, I feel like my dreams have been very strange and weird and mostly nightmares and just, it's different. It's kind of a weird, crazy time um, uh, that no one has experienced before. So other people, I think, have also reported that they're having strange dreams, stress dreams, things like that. One of the things that we've been doing was that we've been actually recording our dreams. Like we've been writing it down and it's been pretty interesting to go back and look at them because generally speaking, and I don't know about you, Alana, but like for me, when I dream of something, I immediately lose what the dream is. Like, it, like I, I'll dream it one morning and I won't remember it like an hour later. Like it's, it's just very effervescent and it's been interesting to write them down and look back at them a month from now. And so uh, one of the dreams that I'm going to go and kind of talk about is the one um, is one from when I first started journaling these dreams. And then the, the next two will be a much more recent. But um, yeah, th these these journal entries that we'll be reading to you guys, this will be stuff that we've had since we started journaling um, our dreams. Yeah. And actually, here's a question that I had are you, you're not a frequent dreamer, right? Or do you frequently dream, but the problem is that you hardly remember them. And so this has just been a, a new practice that you've had where you're writing it, writing it down. Like, do you dream a lot? So Harley doesn't dream ever, but I dream all the time. I think it's the latter. I think I, I do dream a lot, but I just don't remember them. Like when I look at the frequency of the, um, of the amount of dream entries that I have, I actually dream like three or four times a month, which before I couldn't even tell you that unless they came from a sleep paralysis dream, which we'll, we'll, we'll jump into a little bit later. Um, I, I didn't think I dreamt that often. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see that I've actually have been dreaming with more frequency than I've thought. Yeah. And I'm someone who dreams all the time. You can't get me to stop dreaming. And I've always been like that since I was a kid. So that's why 
uh, mine will be just from the past month because if it was the whole year, it would be so much. <laughs> There's, I dream all the time. I, I kind of wish I would stop because it, I've had a lot of hectic mornings as a result. <laughs> but I'm excited to get started. Do, do you usually remember your dreams? Yes, I do. Um, I, I So I won't remember every single one. Like I couldn't recite to you all of the dreams I've had over the course of the past year, I can remember significant ones from a couple months ago. So ones that really are, are very clearly significant or symbolic or related to whatever I'm, I'm whatever is going on with me. I have a lot of stress dreams. <laughs> and so, and I'm very easily, like if I see a video or read something, that will likely be what I dream about that night. And so if it's something that's clearly like life event related, then I'll remember my dreams in that situation. But um, yeah, so I would say, yes, I, I remember the dreams if it's like very significant or really strange or, you know, memorable. But otherwise, I don't have kind of a stockpile of, of all the dreams. Do you, do you do anything with those dreams too? Like, or do you just, you know, just like, oh, I had that. And then it's just there. It's done. Uh, if it's really entertaining, I'll write it down in my journal because I do uh, weekly journal or journal once a week. And so I'll write down, oh, haha, I had this dream. And so sometimes I've gone back and I've read my journals and I'll write down, oh, I had this hilarious dream about this um, th movie or this happened and it was weird. Um, <laughs> for example, I remember uh, when Barack Obama first got elected uh, right after or the night of his inauguration, I had a dream about him <laughs> reading me a bedtime story and like putting me to bed, turning off the lights and like <laughs> kissing me on the forehead and telling me good night and like basically being like my dad. And I woke up feeling so warm and nice and like taken, I was being taken care of and I was so happy. Um, <laughs> it was great. Like I remember that from freaking forever ago, um, but yeah, so significant ones or ones that just elicit like really great things or really funny ones. I'll I'll either write them down in a journal or I'll just remember them. It's it's so interesting to me that you have such a great retention of your dreams. Like I I can't and I think that I think from what I understand about most people is like they can't either. Like a dream is going is just very fleeting and if you don't write it down it's very hard for someone to remember what they were dreaming about. So it's very interesting to me that you have not only frequent dreams, but dreams that you can recall at, from a later point. Yeah. I mean, some would say it's not a skill that um, can assist me or help me in any way or like benefit anyone, but I enjoy it. I think it's just because I have a very active mind and I have a very hard time turning off in every sense of the word my brain my emotions like I have a hard time really disconnecting from all the things that I'm thinking about and so sometimes it's cool like it, it dreaming is very entertaining like I always kind of wake up or I used to before the pandemic I used to wake up very entertained and so I would tell it used to be like a fun little story I would tell Harley in the morning since pandemic started it's mostly just been nightmares so it's been very unpleasant <laughs> but before it would just be very entertaining I had a very entertaining subconscious <laughs> and now have you ever heard of and thought of like trying to do vivid dreaming that's where you can um you know that you are in a dream and that you are, have 
control of what the dream is about? Yeah, I think, uh, is it vivid dreaming or lucid dreaming? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Lucid dreaming. Oh, okay. I have heard of it. And someone uh, told me, uh, another friend in college told me, oh, if you dream so much, you should totally, I think the the best practice is that if you write them down for a month, then, because you have to do a certain thing, it doesn't happen overnight, like you have to kind of train yourself. And by writing down or recording every dream for like a month and a half or two months or so, then they say you can do lucid dreaming. I've never been able to achieve it. Uh, I was kind of hoping or curious to see that after writing my dreams down for a month, if that would be achieved. But I guess I'm more of a two, three month type of dreamer. <laughs> so, and it just got to be like too long. Like back in college, I tried it for a month and then it didn't happen. I'm like, oh, this is annoying. Like I have papers to write. I don't care about this. But this time, I don't know. I got nothing better to do. So maybe I'll try and <laughs> like write it down for two, three months. Well, well so I, I heard that too about the, if you like, continually journal your dream you will start getting better at lucid dreaming but it seems to me like there's a certain point where you're dreaming um like in your dream you have to know that you're dreaming like you have to like somehow your character in the dream has to realize that what's going on is ridiculous and uh i actually tried like dream journaling uh three or four years ago or no uh it's been so long. It's before I met you. So it's definitely longer than that. Um, but I could never get to the point where I knew that I was dreaming. But something that I've been realizing as I have been journaling now is that I've had a couple of dreams where I realized like, whoa, this is not, this doesn't make sense. Like I would see a picture of myself doing something and my mind would be like, whoa, I don't recognize this picture at all. But you know, as soon as I have that disconnect, I'm like, I wake up and I'm out of my dream. Interesting. I've never been able to achieve it. And um, so every dream that I have, it very much feels real. I've never been able to achieve that separation, or I guess I've just never really been able to achieve lucid dreaming. Um, I wish I, most of my dreams are so vivid. Um well, most of the time, I would say not all the time, but most of the time they feel so vivid that I, I'll, you, te, te, or I'll, I'll daily almost wake up and think that it's something that really happened. And then I kind of wake up a little bit more. And if it's something really ludicrous, I, I realize, oh, that was just a dream. But I have never been able to achieve that. Uh, a lot of the time I will wake up from dreams and think, oh, my God, that happened. And it's really frustrating because some of them, I mean, recently it's been very stressful, but before then it was like just really insane things. Um, it means that I woke up with superpowers I did not have, like flight. Uh, that was unfortunate. <laughs> I guess I should say it's usually disappointing when I wake up. I've had like a really cool dream and it's not real. But yeah, most of the time I think dreams are, even this the past week I had a dream about something and I woke up afraid that it was real and it wasn't. <laughs> Well, so speaking of vivid dreams, uh, I, I, I know you've, I've told you this, but audience, I have this sort of condition. I don't know if, it, I don't even know if you can call it a condition, but throughout my life, I have experienced sleep paralysis. And what that is, is that, you know, your, your body will be in a state of sleep, but your mind wakes up. So you are awake in the brain and usually your eyes will be open so you're like your all of your senses are there you can feel you can see you can um uh feel see here 
and but you will be in a state of paralysis because your body is still asleep and it's it's a very weird and a very terrifying place and before i thought to look this up on the internet i always associated it with nightmares because every single time i had those experiences i would be terrified and there's there would always be some sort of figure looming over me um and it was never like this this hap casper the ha uh friendly ghost kind of sense that i'd get it's most of the time would be very menacing and the only reason why i thought to even look it up was the the very um first one i had where somebody was actually like nearby to me i i had my sister over um in the group house i was living in and she was downstairs and i was upstairs i was uh sleeping in a very small room and at the foot of my bed when i woke up at the foot of my bed there was a shadowy figure standing in my closet and I was immediately freaked out. I tried to scream. I tried to yell for Donica and I couldn't, I could not like move my mouth. I couldn't move my body. All that could come out was like a very, just like, imagine trying to scream, but you couldn't move your mouth or you couldn't move your tongue. Like it was just like a, like a breath, like a very startled or struggled breath. And all I could see from the corner of my eye, because I couldn't see like the guy, uh, I couldn't like move my head down. All I could see was that he was like approaching me. He was like coming up, coming up um, to the side of my bed where I was um, like turned to face. And as he was stepping, I could hear the floorboards creak. And uh, the- Oh my God, it's so terrifying. <laughs> The the last thing that he says to me, or the only thing he says to me really is Salome. And then he disappears. I wake up. I'm like able to move. So every um every time I have these moments, like I'm there's a, a moment where I I'll have like a sudden movement because like I, um my body like I'm wanting to move, but my body won't let me. And then finally when I'm able to move, it's like a rubber band. Like I, I just like like um shift and 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 just like move the next morning i asked my sister if she had heard anything last night and she was woken up by creaking uh, and she'd heard it but she thought i was moving around to go to the oh, bathroom my god yeah and i was like what the fuck what the fuck Dude, were you experiencing sleep paralysis or were you being haunted? <laughs> Did we ever confirm <laughs> if anyone died in that apartment previously? Oh my god. I mean, that's so creepy. Oh my god. Sleep paralysis sounds like the worst nightmare ever. So what I like attributed to in my mind um, is that the house was, it was probably windy that day and it was a, an old house. So what we heard was probably like, we probably both heard the same floorboards creaking because of the house like moving around. But because I was in my sleep paralysis state, I just happened to associate it with that shadow. Are you sure though that that's not what the ghost wants you to think? That it was just the wind when it was actually him? <laughs> well, okay. I, I Maybe I've already discussed this on the podcast, but you do know my mom thinks that um, I can see spirits. 
<laughs> she thinks that I legit oh, yeah, yeah, can yeah. see spirits. Yeah. Um, the reason why she thought this is because when I was a kid, uh, around the time that my dad's father died, um, I saw a butterfly that nobody else could see. And I was like just pointing it out and they were just like, okay, Francis is fucking crazy. Probably need to send him to a psychologist. <laughs> but <laughs> it was around the time of my grandfather's funeral. And I guess when they had buried him, there was just, it was just like butterfly season. And there were a lot of butterflies when um, uh, during his funeral. So they thought that when they heard this or when they saw the pictures, they associated the two um, as events with each other. And so till this day, my mom still thinks that I am attuned to the spirit world. But you haven't been able to communicate with other or well, I guess even with this spirit, you weren't able to communicate, but you were able to see them. No. Yeah. Yeah. When I told my mom about this experience, specifically this one with Donica, um, she was like, nope, that's exactly what this is. You are seeing a ghost. You are seeing you're seeing a ghost and they're trying to talk to you. Try to talk to them. Next. You're the portal, Francis. You're the portal <laughs> to the undead. We need to utilize you. <laughs> that is like crazy, though, for real, for real, because I believe in ghosts 100 percent. And so, yeah. Well, have you seen other spirits, though? Oh, I've seen like I think in my lifetime, I've probably had 12 of them the most recent one that i can think of right now the one that um it's not the most recent one but it's one that i had when we moved to this very house <gasps> francis uh what i woke up and uh i i don't remember the dream i was having but it was like coming out of a dream um i turned to i'm not i like when i wake up I'm turned to our closet. I don't know why I'm like always like turned towards some sort of fucking closet, but I'm like there <laughs> looking at the closet and there is a figure standing over me dressed in all white in like, like in all white, like KKK, like white and just like hood and everything. No. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like struggling. I was like trying to scream as like, in <laughs> And so I'm trying to like get Chris to wake me up, but um, he, he he obviously he can't hear me. I'm just like he's asleep, and I'm like can't yell. So yeah. all this figure does is like he just stands over me menacingly, and then he sinks into the wall, and I I burst out of my my sleep paralysis at that point. Whoa! Wait, but I mean, because your house is was built. A very, very long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's old. Or, well, the place where you live is older. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, it's very, I live in a very historic city. Yeah, exactly. And so a lot of the buildings there are from the original ones. You know, it's not like they knocked it down and rebuilt it. And so there that therefore means that there's the likelihood of ghosts is a lot but that's a terrifying ghost yeah yeah I'm trust so me sorry. like I, i'm trying not to think i'm trying not to believe my mom's uh ghost hypothesis i i strictly believe that this is sleep paralysis um and 
you know, like from what I've under, what I understand about how other people experience this is that um, it's almost always the same thing as well. They almost always have this hallucination where there is a figure standing over them. Um, the one difference that about some of these other dreams um, that I don't have is that they will all sometimes experience a weight on their chest, like they can't breathe. Um, but yeah, almost almost everything else is almost the same thing. And so it's very, very interesting to to know that other people experience this. There was um, actually one YouTube video I saw way back when of a woman who had experienced sleep paralysis for six hours. And I, I will tell you, as somebody that experiences it firsthand, like that is fucking terrifying to have a dream like that for six hours and not be able to do anything about it is is mind boggling and just horrific to me. Yeah, that sounds awful. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Oh, geez. Yeah, let's just hope that you're not being haunted and that it's just sleep paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so do you want to get into some of the dreams that we've been having recently? Absolutely. And uh, so I have several because I dream all the time. I honestly wish I wouldn't dream as much. And I recently got a, a weighted blanket and that's been helpful, not necessarily in not having uh, dreams, because that apparently is something that I must always have. It would be great to have a night off <laughs> from my own brain. But the dreams have been slightly more pleasant or uh kind of more humorous I've also noticed they've been trending more um the humorous route which is nice it, it's definitely nice because it's just been straight nightmares for nine months um but yeah I have some I picked the 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 funniest ones or the most interesting ones to share with you guys today don't worry you're not going to hear 30 days of my dreams I I picked the good ones I curated it already <laughs> this, um, this isn't the start of the next series or anything like that it's just right oh my god <laughs> please no <laughs> yeah cool uh so do you want to read us the first one Okay, so this dream is actually about Francis and I, and I don't actually have a lot of dreams about you, Francis. I've had more uh, about you and Chris recently, uh, but typically I'll just have dreams. I unfortunately have a lot of stress dreams, and therefore a lot of my dreams are work-related or just, you know some person that I'm having an interpersonal issue with and it's it's very unpleasant um but recently I've been having more dreams about you and it's been uh very pleasant so this one <laughs> is from uh December 4th and what happened in this dream is that you and I are playing a game of tag with your co-workers but instead of tag where you're like, you know, you touch them with your hand and you run away, um, <laughs> we have guns. <laughs> and so the dream starts off and and it's specifically like your coworkers, although I can't remember them by face. But for some reason, the dream's like, oh, yeah, it's Francis' coworkers, but we're all playing together. And, um, you know, it's supposed to be this this team building exercise. And that's why we're doing it. 
Um, and so, yeah, instead of like chasing people and tapping them, like we shoot guns at them. And so I, I tell the manager, <laughs> hey, um, I'm uncomfortable. And like, you know, I'm kind of asking him, hey, is this a mistake? Like, I don't think we're supposed to use real guns. Like, do you think we were supposed to use water guns? You know, I don't want to undermine his authority, but I'm just like gravely concerned. And so the the manager person says, oh, no, like this is totally, you know, what we're supposed to be doing. It's supposed to be real guns. It's not water guns. It'll be fine. It'll be fun. Like, and so I just think, OK, whatever. Uh, you and I are on the team. But um, so the game begins and I peep, you know, gun bullets are flying everywhere because it's tag, but it's guns. And so um, one of the, the teammates, not you, but this other teammate saying, oh, come on, like you have to play. So I go, OK, I guess I'll play. And so I just shoot the gun in a random direction. But it ends up, I mean, obviously in the direction of where other people are, um, but I'm not really trying to aim because I feel very uncomfortable. Well, the bullet ends up grazing, not like impacting directly into this guy's arm, the the opponent, but it's, it grazes his arm and he yelps in pain and I instantly feel super bad and I run over to him and I say, oh my God, you know, I knew this was a bad idea. I'm so sorry. And then the guy, the, the guy who got grazed by the bullet uh, he stops yelling in pain and he insists that he's totally fine and he goes off on me talking about how I'm totally overreacting and I'm ruining everyone's fun and um, that's where the dream ends so it was it was humorous when I thought about it like tag with real guns um, oh my but God. it wasn't like a straight <laughs> nightmare like I have been having I just kind of woke up confused <laughs> Alana, I have had like one of my most recent dreams it had is, is very similar and <gasps> involves Stop guns. It. You know, I'm not joking. I'd like that's one of the ones I was about to read off today. I'm like what? shook right now. Yeah. Wait, hold on. That is ridiculous. We were hanging out in our dreams. Let Let me read you this dream and then uh, let's compare notes. Love that. Okay, so. Uh, and I'm going to read you as uh, as I've got it written down, though I'll try to paraphrase because um, I know this one's kind of long. <laughs> um, so I'm with two guys and a woman. Both of them are white. Both are of the guys are hunter and look kind of like a, the stereotype, while the woman is more elevated in appearance and demeanor. All of them are friendly towards me, but one of the guys is very outgoing. He has a shaved head and an easy smile. We're in a parking lot sitting around a van. The guys had just bought new guns and were excited to, at the chance to get to use them soon. They recklessly fire off their guns. There's a store across the street and I hope that none of the stray bullets make their way there. As they get into their ghillie suits, they let me hold on to one of their Uzis. As soon as I take it though, one of it goes off. The shot penetrates through the back of the front, front driver's seat. I look around for more damage, hoping that the bullet didn't do any other damage to the car, or worse hit a random bystander in the parking lot. The woman jumps in the front seat and we start driving off. I fidget with the safety of the gun, trying to figure it out. It clicks into place, but for some reason, I'm still able to depress the trigger. It seems that the safety is just there to stop the Uzi from firing when jostled around like what had happened before. I look towards the back of the car for the guys, but all I see is the open back of the van. I don't see them. The guy with the shaved head suddenly pops up beside me with a wide grin on his face and rifle in his hand. In their camouflage, both of the hunters had somehow blended in with the floor of the van. Looking closer, I could see that the other guy was laying down, feet towards the rear, watching the road go by. 
As the shaved head guy lays out the details of the hunting trip, he's waving around his rifle in a way that's making me feel very uncomfortable. I wonder if he's ever taken a gun safety course before. We get to the site, which is a grassy field. The woman and I get out and make our way to the top of a hill. There's a barbed wire fence corralling a bunch of lemmings. I'm examining one when a shot goes off and the lemming falls over dead. I jump back in time with another shot and the woman collapses beside me. I roll down the hill and start running away. I don't know if they're aiming at me, but I don't want to be anywhere near this carnage. At the bottom of the hill is a cave entrance. There are tunnels leading every which way, each of them lit and is adorned with subway-style tiles. They all seem to lead somewhere, but I don't have time to read the tiles. A blonde guy runs up from behind me and starts running for a tunnel, but another gunshot goes off and he collapses at the entrance. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, one, can we talk about how elegantly and um, precisely you describe your dreams? Uh, So I, when I write down my dreams, it's all just kind of like, it's not written all nicely. One of the dreams I will be reading as I, I have written it because it was more narrative um but wow like the details are incredible do do you have a lot of narrative in your dream because like i just remember details i like 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 you with my coworkers. like i i know what the people are like and um i can feel what they're like but i could never i guess like i don't have the narrative like kind of dreams i have more of the like almost like a movie sort of situation so what you're saying is you're you're more focused on the details than rather understanding the overarching story. That's usually how the dreams go. Like I I I almost never have a dream where I'm talking with somebody and just like having a conversation. Yeah. I mean, so a lot of my dreams will just be they just won't be as because I guess my dreams are also um narrative or or can be where it's telling a story, but they're just not as detail oriented. Um Like, for example, I wrote down for and and maybe because I just wake up and a lot of my dreams just don't have as many details. Like, I find that my dreams are very short, um, aside from this one that I'm going to read, which is three paragraphs long. Like, it was the first real, like, this is a storyline and I'm evolving and there's various characters. But I don't usually have that. Like, everyone, when in the tag dream, it's just you. Everyone else, like couldn't tell you the faces not even the guy who I shot like and I ran over and I instantly like profusely apologized couldn't remember his face weren't any details I just kind of understand the concept but I don't really have all of the when I even when I wake up I'm like oh I don't really know what other details like I just know the overall story um but what I find interesting about your dreams is that the details are everything and it is very kind of linear and moving it forward um I don't know. Super interesting. So are you, or do you think that's related to anything that, well, obviously we were hanging out in each other's dreams, um, just <laughs> 20 days apart, but, <laughs> but yeah, do you think that there are, were you watching movies, an action movie with a lot of guns, or do you think it's symbolic of anything? Oh, I, I will say that I think that this dream um, is sort of reflective of my feelings of something I went through quite recently was having dinner with my family um, for Christmas, you know, especially during this pandemic time. So I think that um, the way I see it is like, I kind of took on um, sort of the, I, I went along for a ride with a group of people that I don't usually hang out with. I don't hang out with hunters, you know this. 
Uh, um, that's not my usual, that's not my usual friend group. And, um, you know, they're just kind of taking me along. And I think the, the sort of climax of the dream was that, uh, you know, their actions are causing people around them harm. And I was part of that and I'm trying to run away from it. Mm, yeah. Like you almost feel, you don't feel guilty, but you're, you feel concerned about the actions of others because you don't want it to hurt other people. And that's maybe right. um, the feelings that translated into this dream. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think that makes sense. Yeah. It's so interesting how, how dreams like manifest though. Right. And like how they create this whole uh, storyline. And that's the, one of the reasons why I love like looking at dreams and seeing how they might um, relate to specific events in our lives or how we're feeling at a specific time, because <laughs> sometimes it's not one for one. Sometimes like you have to go into it and just really look at your dream and draw, draw out that thread. Um, if I think about it more, even just like talking with you now, I think that's what this dream was really about. Um, just that anxiety that I felt with going along for the ride for something, which when I obviously know it's dangerous, like I obviously know that these guys are unhinged and they are not, not, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they're not, they're not doing the things that I think they should be doing for their own safety or for anyone else's safety. They're being reckless. Exactly. So this was a, a dream that I was going to shelf, um, but I feel like it relates because I, I want to read to you how I write dreams. <laughs> so this is one where this isn't my super detailed dream, which I do want to read and I hope we have time for. But this is one that I thought was very funny. And I'm just going to read verbatim what I wrote. So this is a dream from December 7th. And uh, what I wrote was, and this will give you an idea too of how I dream. So typically I dream like this. So. Okay. It's mostly work-related. Our LinkedIn profile pic is a picture from Legend of Korra. I become an assistant for someone working in the government. I have to clean up the office before I can go to the on-site visit with a nameless government person. <laughs> we have a conversation, but I can't remember. Then I'm spinning a dreidel with my manager. <laughs> She's telling us a story about her childhood. I can't remember that either. Then we're fighting a bad guy. I'm not physically strong, but I can fly. I push the bad guy off the cliff and I fly away. That's how I win. And that is what I wrote for December 7th. And that is how I dream. <laughs> so so what do you think this dream is about? Like, what do you, um, do you think it aligns with anything that was going on at the time? This one, no. I mean, I just think like it's work related. I was stressed about work. I, I, someone working for the in the government. Like I've never worked in the government. I've never worked for the government. It's just kind of random. So I think I was just thinking about work. I think you were maybe thinking about working for the government, and and the Legend of Korra as your profile picture. You know, Korra. For those of you who don't know. She's an avatar, avatar um, in the world of Avatar The Last Airbender. And she's just kind of this strong, badass woman, uh, master of all elements, uh, water from the waterbender tribe. Uh, I forget which one, if it was the northern or southern one. But, you know, like she's just a strong, really kind of 
female lead and I, I maybe it's just me but i think it's pretty telling that you like put her as your profile picture for linkedin like you're just like i'm a i'm a strong ass fucking bitch because i am her i am the avatar <laughs> <laughs> yes bitch. oh my god So I'll, I'll read you one that I had. Um, this was back in October 25th, the day before my birthday. Mm. Yeah, tell me. Uh, so this one's a rather short one. I am an investigator conducting an investigation into a cult. Inside a mansion, there is a lot of people gathered. A woman is telling me the backstory of the cult leader and that of the woman that had just died there. The couple was keeping a set of kids in the mansion under the guise of a school or daycare. Slowly, one by one, the kids would be taken out of the room and sacrificed to their god. By the time they got to the last child, she was a young adult indoctrinated to the cult's beliefs. The cult decapitated her, sewed her head onto the, that of the body of a goat, and when she was found, she was naked and hung from the ceiling by her limbs. This ends the woman's story and the crowd starts to disperse from the mansion. As she makes her way upstairs, the woman tells me that if I want to know more, I should continue my investigation. Whoa. <laughs> That's uh, intense. Yeah. I And this one I attribute to um, the pandemic. Um, if only because it's like, okay, there's this woman, there's this person telling me about how this person dies, right? Like it's, I'm very interested in this cult. It's my job to look into this cult and she's giving me the backstory about the cult. Um, but you know, if I want to know more then I need to do my own investigation, I need to figure out the details for myself, which is how it sort of felt like this entire time that we've been locked down, right? Like it feels like, uh, we've been told that there's this disease. It has been, um, it's it's been ravaging our country, and there's nothing anyone can do about it right now. But you know, if you want to learn more, you're on your own now. Like this is this is something that you need to do and to figure it out. Like we can only give you this backstory of this disease. Um, so yeah. that's yeah, that's that's why I attribute this to like the uh, COVID specifically. Like this is um, one of my uh, pandemic dreams yeah and i was almost gonna say too uh although i i looked it up because i thought oh my god i bet it's about rbg but then i looked it up she died uh in september not in october but there was all that dilemma i forget when um barrett was like confirmed or whatever it is when she becomes a new justice but i just see like rbg coming to you saying hey investigate it man let's look into this don't just like <laughs> let this guy run loose because that's been this whole year of him just running loose <laughs> are, are you gonna like look at all of my dreams and be like wow francis this is a conduit for another spirit telling you that she was murdered <laughs> I honestly, now that I'm thinking about it and with the context of, um, because I knew about the butterfly story and I didn't really think much of it, but then the fact that you have had several encounters and then specifically, well, I don't know. I don't want to freak you out, but <laughs> perhaps, yes, I do see you now as a portal to the other dimension. <laughs> oh God. 
<laughs> so sorry. I know that's not a responsibility that anyone, just anyone can take on, but you might be the portal. But I, just, I don't know. I just, it's, it's interesting. And she's a woman and she's communicating to you, investigating. I don't know. But it could just be me and my very active mind running amok. I, I'm hesitating to tell you this, like, because, like, this is now just bringing back another, another dream that I had. Oh, my God. Tell me. So, <laughs> um, one of the ways that I try to go to sleep is that I, I just try to imagine myself leaving my body. Like, that, that, like, it's a way to kind of clear my mind. And so I, like, empty my mind and I, like, imagine, like, my, my, my spirit just kind of, like, like, lifting up. Um... It's just, you know, it's not that I believe that my spirit's like lifting up. It's just something that I do to kind of clear my mind from other things. Yeah, that's a very interesting visual. <laughs> Never. But, oh, that's super interesting. It's akin to like um, counting sheep, if you will. Like, it, it's it's sort of like that for me. Um, so there was this one night where I dreamed that I had left my body and I had come across this lab where they were doing experiments on people. And I was able to possess a radio and talk to one of the, the women that were being experimented on. And she was like, I need your help. You have to come back. Like, we are in this lab, in this location. Um, like, they are doing terrible things here. And I snap out of the dream and it's like, wow, like I, I felt that like I felt like I could literally go to this person and like I had literally just done that. <gasps> You're a portal. Whoa, Francis, did you go? Did you go to the location? Was it real or was it like a made up location? If it was real, I can't believe you didn't investigate. <laughs> she didn't give me like the the exact location An address she was just like we're in a lab but yeah like she didn't give me like the geo coordinates like i just know that yeah 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 um Whoa. i haven't had a similar experience like that um after that but it was just dude <laughs> it was just kind of interesting that i would dream about leave my leaving my my body my physical body yeah and then like somehow have this dream about possessing a radio and it felt very vivid. It felt very real. Frances, she was trying to communicate with you. You <laughs> let her down. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. But that is so crazy. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have told you that now because you're going to think like, okay, Frances, like, here we go. Here's this Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, let's talk to my dead relatives. Let's talk to yours. Um, let's talk to everyone we never got to meet and let's just like have a fun Saturday night together. <laughs> oh my God. Is this the start of a new podcast? <laughs> Talking to spirits of Alana and Francis. <laughs> it would be if my mom, she, uh, I am not allowed to like do anything with Ouija boards or do anything that was always associated with Satan and just like you shouldn't be trying to bridge the the gap there like we believe in ghosts but not like i don't know that i don't know they they always talked about like it was a portal to satan not to like ghosts so i don't know if we would do a ouija board but if it was something else i'd be I, down i will t i will tell you this i i have had a sleep paralysis dream where i saw satan at the foot of my bed oh so then for sure no ouija board because it is the portal <laughs> to hell um, that is just super interesting, though. I kind of wish I had, I mean, I guess that's not anything like you can 
muster or you can just like make happen because these all come to you in dreams it's not like you're well except for the butterfly thing were you awake or did you have a you were awake you were awake and you were seeing butterflies that no one else could see but that wasn't a dream right um i don't think it was a dream i, I was a young child though um and i think you know the the um thought is that young children are more spiritually connected than adults are mm, yeah yeah super interesting Oh my gosh. But maybe someday we'll like find a portal. We'll go to a place that is very spiritual and we'll see if you, um, you know, if we can make contact through you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Maybe as, as I continue to write these and have like lucid dreams, it will, uh, it'll just come to me and I'll talk to more spirits. We'll see. <laughs> that would be hype. Oh my God. That, that will be the series. The, the spirits we talk to. <laughs> do you want to be on the show and you like interview them in the in the dreams when you're seeing the, them on our Ouija board? <laughs> I honestly. Coming back to our pandemic dreams, have you have you had any related to uh, the COVID? Yes, um, so many. Mostly just nightmares about COVID, about getting it, about being in crowds, about running away from crowds. And that's why actually this one dream, a uh, very vivid dream that I had uh, very recently, December 29th is when I had this dream. I was very surprised because this was... Uh, because I'm at like a conference in this dream with lots of people and all of my dreams have been very much just small groups of people or people wearing masks. I've had tons of dreams where everyone is wearing masks and then my dream is happening. Like it's very real life, like where, where we currently are, are the settings of my dreams. So I'm at a work conference in a mermaid dress that I borrowed from my dad's fiance. The top is too cut, too low cut for me, and the bottom is also short, so I'm wearing leggings underneath the skirt and a shirt underneath the top. I go to this conference session, and I have to find this seat. This requires me to jump down uh, from one floor to another floor without taking the stairs for some reason. There apparently isn't stairs. So I'm in this big conference hall, almost like a a stadium or like I, I imagine a high school graduation with bleachers and so I try to get down from the top floor without taking the stairs and uh, I have to repeat multiple times at trying to ask people hey can you just help me out because I'm having a hard time getting down and I'm not super well balanced so this nice man helps me get down then I'm in the session and it starts, but it's interrupted because the show cats need to be there first. So a bunch of people walk in with cats on leashes and that signals that the show is ready to begin. It's a history session about the Greeks, which is weird since the Egyptians had a thing about cats, not the Greeks. And in the dream, I'm even like, this is weird because I know this fact. Um, but nevertheless, the, the session, um, begins after the cats are there and, uh, the speaker of the session at one point comes up to me and notices my mermaid dress and she says, oh, mermaids are totally my thing. I'm such a, you know, I love your dress. It's super cute. And so then when the session ends, I'm really hungry and I want to meet with my friends for lunch. So we decide to meet at Shake Shack <laughs> in the conference center at 4 p.m. I text my friend Lauren to meet me there and somehow news of this lunch or us getting together travels and now Jasmine and Kathy are there. So the three of them find each other, which is weird because these are two 
two separate friend groups. So like how they found each other, knew each other is also strange. But anyway, the three of them find each other and I'm late getting to Shake Shack. So they're already seated. They already have their food. So I tell them, okay, I'm going to meet up with you afterwards. Like I'm going to go get my food and I'll meet you at this like booth because this is, you know, regular conference center. So there's tables everywhere. There's people everywhere. And this Shake Shack in particular is super crowded. So like there's a long line. There's no social distancing. All of my dreams, like if there's a line, there's social distancing. Not in this one. Super crowded. Takes me a while to get to the register. So when I get there, I just want a regular hamburger with lettuce, tomato, and ketchup. But the guy taking my order is like disappointed. And he's telling me, oh, you're leaving out all the good stuff. You should have this and you should have that. And he kind of goes through what he typically puts on a burger. And I put in parentheses like, I I can't remember what exactly it is, but when he finishes, I have this huge burger packed with all these things that like, I just kind of said, yeah, yeah, whatever, because I just want my food. And so I pay for it so I can get back to my friends. But as I walk away, I realize I never bought fries and I'm so pissed off. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm kicking myself for forgetting the fries. The fries are a crucial part of the burger experience. But anyway, I walk away. I don't want to like go back in line or do any of that. But as I'm walking away, there's so many people and it's hard to move around. And um, as I'm kind of moving through the crowd, trying to get back to my friends, there's a woman crying in the corner and her child is with her. She asked me if she could, uh, she asked me if she could ask me a question. I say sure. And she asked me what she should do with one of her friends. So her friend is hanging out with all these other people without her. And she's not getting invited to stuff like parties or hangouts. Um, of this friend. And so she's, you know, it's making her upset, but she doesn't know what to say or like how to say to her friend, hey, like, how come I'm being excluded from these parties and things? So I, I suspect the fact that she has a kid and that's why she's not getting invited to things, but I don't tell her that. I tell her that she should just be honest with her friend and express herself using I language. <laughs> I also tell her that while she can't control how other people feel or what they do, she does control how she reacts to this um, to these situations. This makes a woman feel better and she thanks me. I then walk away and start looking for my friends. It takes a while, but I finally find them at the table and I sit down. And I start to tell the story about the presenter and her reaction to my mermaid dress um, I was wearing to Lauren, uh, in particular because Lauren really likes mermaids. So uh, then after that, I start intensely eating a burger and it's really good. And Lauren lends me some of her fries, which are delicious as well. And that's where the dream ends. So I woke up very vividly eating this hamburger and these fries that Lauren lent me. And so that's why a couple days ago I told Francis, oh, I had this very intense dream about a hamburger. I can't wait to tell it to you. But upon like rereading um, yesterday my notes, I'm like, oh, this isn't really about a hamburger. But because that was the last scene of the dream, I remembered it so vividly. And I thought the whole dream was about the hamburger. So, <laughs> sorry. There was a lot going on in this dream. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even realize this was the hamburger dream until you just said it. Because like, wow, this is, this is a lot uh i'm actually surprised at the amount of detail like because you were just saying earlier that you almost just had like a bullet point of of things that happened this one's like goes into detail um yeah which never happens before and that's why I, it was one that i wanted to read even though it was long and not even my mother wanted to sit through this so sorry audience you, that you had to sit through it but yeah it's very interesting cuz i don't dream in details like this and the fact that there were so many details i find very interesting it, is it because that you just thought to write it down all these details or like this is everything that like you remembered happening and you just kind of like needed to write it all down 
Does that make sense? Like, like, have you dreamed like this before and you just never thought to write down all this detail? I don't think so. I mean, I definitely am making more of a conscious effort to write things down, but I don't, oh, like maybe because it's been almost a month of me writing down my dreams that that's why I'm dreaming more in detail. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I just, I, I, one thing that kind of struck out to me was like you in your dream realized that the Greeks were didn't have a fascination with cats. It was the Egyptians. So like, it like, I know we were just talking about this earlier about the lucid dreaming, but it does seem to me like your consciousness is starting to pick up on like, well, this is kind of weird. Like that's should doesn't happen in real life or like, oh, wow. How did Lord and Kathy and Jasmine meet up? Like they not or was that was the fact that they met up something that you dreamed up like the that disconnect was something that you had dreamed up and thought of or was it something after the fact? Right. So the the Kathy Jasmine Lauren distinction, that was after the fact, but the Greeks versus the Egyptians, that was during the dream. Um yeah. So it is kind of interesting. So maybe like these are cuz I've never been able to achieve lucid dreaming, but maybe I'm I'm getting there. Uh I didn't feel like I was in control of anything, but I guess because there was context there that wouldn't previously be there, the eye language thing is like insane to me <laughs> i know that's so you oh that's so you it's so me dude oh my god i wanted to go and talk about my first lucid dream because i've just had never achieved it before and like you i just didn't know what to do i was just <laughs> um oh my god yes yeah. i want to hear it tell me okay so this dream happened August 31st and this is actually my very first dream journal entry of the year um I did it right after my sister Donica left and Chris and I were in a cabin and just to set the context we were unable to sleep um on the particular floor of the cabin because well I guess one new bed to the the downstairs was just super loud because it had the refrigerator in it so we had to switch beds and around this is around the time that I had the dream. So Chris and I are in the kitchen of our house with Donica sitting at the breakfast counter eating something. I watched Donica and had this realization that she wasn't supposed to be there, that she should be in the Netherlands. I asked her about this and she replied that she came back for some things that she had forgotten. Papa was going to drive her to the airport soon, but she asked us if we would be willing to instead if he didn't make it in time. Chris readily agreed, but I was still hung up on the logic of the situation. She only came back to the U.S. for one day and is just ready to get back on a return flight to Europe. I looked down at the floor and seated a couple of feet away from me as a dog. It looked mishappen with a skeletal face and both of its eyes were pure white. I looked back at Donica and her eyes had turned white as well. As I started to freak out, I thought I, I had this thought that I might be in a dream. The dog started to transform into something else, and so I focused my attention on it and tried to will the scene into something sexier. Nothing happened. It pulled its head to me to look at me as it... Let me start that. It, it pulled its head to look at me as it kept changing shape. In the background, Donica got out of her seat, face still devoid of any life, and started making her way towards me. Oh my god, I feel like there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, which would you like to start with? Uh, oh, uh, what, what would you like to start with? Let's go there. 
okay, how were you going to make the situation sexy? I just like, <laughs> what is going through your head? Yeah, just a lot of questions. So I remember like feeling at the time like, okay, I'm in a dream now. And I know that this is about to like turn into a nightmare. Like there's some like creepy dog creature turning into <laughs> turning into something. And so I don't even know like what sexier meant. I just knew I was like trying to like use my lucid dreaming powers to just change the situation. Oh, yeah. Where it's like I can see this is going into a weird direction or a scary direction. Like I'd rather be dreaming about something sexy, but not necessarily that you were trying to make the dog sexy. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, because I that was my initial thought. Like, oh, why would you want to make a situation with a dog sexy? But now I get it. Like you're kind of thinking at a high level. Like I'd rather not. I don't like this direction. I want it to be something else. Oh yeah, the scene itself, like this entire dream, was like going to transport me to the beach with a hot guy or something. Like it would. It was going right. to be like yeah. completely <laughs> different. Yeah. Whoa! Interesting. Yeah. No, that's totally a lucid dream. Right? Like, because you're, you made a conscious decision that you didn't want something, although it sounds like you didn't get your sexy guy on a beach dream, unfortunately. Um, the, the thing about lucid dreaming that I, I don't think I was able to achieve, but I've heard you could do is like, you could then make things happen in your dreams. So it's, it seemed like, like I was there, I was like at the cusp of doing it, but like, how do you do it? Like, I don't know. Like when you're the dream, like how do you will things to happen? I <laughs> like, it's, it's still beyond me. I know. And the appeal for me in terms of lucid dreaming is that I, uh, I've had a bunch of dreams over the course of my entire life of, of flying and it feels so freeing it's so fun it's just wonderful you know weightlessness and just like awesomeness and this is a girl who has a lot of stress dreams so not surprising but I was interested way back when in doing lucid dreaming because I'm like if I could just have a dream where I get to fly all the time like I would be set and then I wouldn't have to have all these really stress-related dreams or all these weird dreams like at least I could be flying in them like if I'm flying in a dream it's a good dream um, like the one where I flew and then I knocked the guy off the cliff and like, I, then I won, you know? So <laughs> yeah, that definitely is an appeal for lucid dreaming. I don't know. What would you like, what, what would be the goal for you or something that you would want the dream to be for lucid dreaming? Honestly, like I, I haven't even thought about that. I, I guess like if I could, if I could just always have a nice dream uh, to kind of counteract the sleep paralysis dreams that I have sometimes, uh, that would be nice. Like something where I am not paralyzed in my body and about to be attacked by Satan. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> terrifying. I truly would not be able to handle it. I I've like had dreams where I would like have a legit dream, come out into sleep paralysis, come back into another dream right after. And it's it's like... This, 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 this cycle, like I've had two or three dreams that happened like that so far. Um, I hate that so much for you. Oh <laughs> yeah. And so, and so like the idea of lucid dreaming as I'm also like, like going between sleep paralysis, like sounds, it's like the complete opposite of the, that terrifying nightmare that I have. If I could just control my dream and control the situation, 
I would be out of this weird situation that I, I sometimes experience. Like, I, I think just the, the concept sounds freeing. It's in of itself. Right. And, and sort of when you say that, if you could just have control, sort of like in, cause you're in your um, sleep paralysis dreams, it's always a situation in which you're like calling out for help or you're being restricted in some way. And so just being able to not be restricted or to be able to like not be in that situation, that's kind of what you're, you would want to achieve or would be like the goal in lucid dreaming for you. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. So flight? No, I mean, flight is like the opposite. It sounds like. (laughs) Flight sounds like a ton of fun. Um, I was just thinking like world building, like, you know, um, in Doctor Strange, where they have those scenes where they go through like the 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 portal and like yeah. like everything shifts, that'd be pretty cool. Or even just like bending powers, like in Avatar. Um, yeah, I, I mean uh, the world that like in your own dream, uh, the the world is the limit. So uh, I'm probably thinking super small. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So audience, I hope we didn't just bore you all to death with talks about our dreams, but I'll be honest, Ellen, I, I like find this talk very fascinating. Like I love being able to to take the dreams that we've had, analyze them and just like, I don't know, like I, I don't I see a lot of uh, significance to them, even if it's just like between you and me. Uh, I've, I, I've, I've had a lot of fun just recording this with you. Me too. Oh, I love dreams. And not just because I have them all the time and I want to tell everyone I know about them. But I just think, you know, like you, I think they're very symbolic. I think that it's interesting when you dive in and kind of think about what the origin was. Definitely the aspect of you um, being a psychic or being a portal to another (laughs) world is very interesting. We should definitely have a follow-up episode on that. Maybe an episode (laughs) where we're ghost hunters. Who knows? Um, but, But yeah. Yeah, no, I find it very fascinating and very symbolic. And I know that there's tons of, you know, dream interpretation. It varies literally like from website to website, book from book. But I don't care because I love it. I think it's fascinating and a great, you know, insight into how the mind works and what the mind is currently dealing with. So I enjoyed this episode a lot. Should this be like the next part of our series? Please. I even though we were like, oh, it's not gonna be a series, guys. Don't worry, we're not gonna bore you. Um, actually, fuck you guys. Yes, we are. And that's the intro to the next episode, which is just fuck you guys. Now it's a series because we want it to be. I would love it. I would really love it. And it's inspiring me to do journaling, which may get me closer to lucid dreaming, which has been my goal since like forever. Yes. And then maybe we'll lucid dream. Maybe, maybe like one episode, we're just like, okay, let's do it. Let's lucid dream. Let's fucking get there, man. Oh my God. And then you teleport and I fly and we talk about like what we did and why we did it. When we come back to this a few months from now, we'll, we'll revisit what lucid dreaming is and we'll have like some material on how to get there. And then we can talk about like, okay, let's do it. And like our methodology for it. I would yeah, love it'll it. Be, it'll be great. It'll be educational. Oh, my God. Yes. Therefore, useful and not useless. <laughs> oh, my I love God. It. Yes. This Let's is so it. awesome. Yeah. Cool. I'm really feeling it. I'm super excited. <laughs> That's the end of our show. I'm Alana. And I'm Francis. Find us on Instagram at hqaf.productions. We post every other week. 
And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And until next time, the best ship to sail on is friendship. friendship.